Welcome to the Divorce Angel Podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton. Attention business owners, senior managers and executives. Your successful separation begins right now. We have the answers to the questions you did not even think to ask. Let's face it, you're already successful in your career and we're here to help expand your knowledge and limit your costs by designing a strategy for your divorce. We take all that business knowledge you've acquired and we put it to work. With proven strategies, systems and processes, we've saved our clients tens of thousands in legal fees and helped define their future. And now we're doing the unthinkable. We're revealing the secrets the lawyers have tried to hide and giving you our formula for five steps to a seamless divorce. We're changing the world one divorce at a time, so stay tuned. Hey there, how are you today? And welcome back to this week's podcast. I'm your host, Tanya Summerton, and I'm here today to talk to you about rediscover who you were meant to be. Now, if you're anything like me, this is easier said than done. Because let's just think about it, right? We are born, we are molded into who we are. Then we go to school, we're molded even more to become who society says that we should be. Then in many cases, we either go off to university or we get a job. For some of us, like myself, we go and get married really early. Others continue a long traveling Maybe they think they're having freedom. That could be you. Maybe you thought you were having freedom. You were having experiences and there's no doubt making memories. But ask yourself, are you actually who you were meant to be? And it's a really tough question because if I think about it, let's because I, all I really can do is talk about my own experience because I know it to be true. But with me... I grew up and I was always told, be a good girl. You know, don't talk back. Be seen, not heard. Now, I'm not sure if you got told that as well, but be seen, not heard. So I was actually never really able to express what I felt or tell someone that I felt sad whatever, whatever it was. I remember often just sitting there, even though I felt like I had to say something or I wanted to say something, but I was told, shh, don't talk back, you know, be, be quiet. Little girls are meant to be seen, not heard. And then what happened when I got married? When my ex-husband would talk to me and even though I felt like I deserved the ability to voice how I felt, because I'd been molded into being this little girl that was told to be seen, not heard, I would actually think twice. It felt very, very uncomfortable for me to actually talk about my feelings or what I wanted to say, because in the back of my head, subconsciously, I had my parents and my grandparents and whoever my elders were telling me, Little girls should be seen, not heard. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm My brother heard the same thing. So this is not just what little girls heard. This is my brother heard this as well. So what I'm saying is as we, we are born and we grow up, we get molded into being who we are. And that, my friends, is where the problem becomes because how can you re- rediscover who you were meant to be if you don't actually know who that was in the first place? But for me, 
Not only was I told those little things or those things as a child, but then when I got married, I got molded again. So I got molded into being who my ex-husband wanted me to be. And now when I say that, I don't mean that I did it unwillingly and I was forced to do it. I did it because I thought that's what a good wife does. So there's two two distinctions here. I was not forced to mould that way. I did it willingly because I thought that's what I needed to do to be a good wife. Make sense? So I learnt to compromise. I believed in someone else because that's what we do when we're married and we love someone. We believe in them because if we don't believe in them, what are we doing together? So I believed in my ex-husband. And then I become or I I grew to believe in what he believed because that just made sense to me. And then I trusted him more than anything. So those three things, I learned to compromise. I believed in him so much and I trusted what he said to be true because I thought that was what we were in this together to do. So what happened was because I, I was doing all of those things, this is where the trouble became. Because I was compromising, I felt uneasy inside of me, but I couldn't actually at that period of time pinpoint what it was that made me feel the way I did. And because I believed in someone else so much, guess what? I stopped believing in myself because I thought that person was always right or I thought that person was smarter or I thought that person had the right idea for our future. And even when I wanted to talk up or say, actually, could we do something else? In the back of my head, I would go back to, oh, you need to be a good girl. Don't talk back. Be seen, not heard. And then what happened? Because I trusted someone else, I lost trust in myself. I lost trust in what is it that I'm actually feeling? Are these thoughts that I'm having actually true and correct or am I just making this up? I lost belief in me. And when you get to a stage when all of a sudden that becomes this melting pot inside of you and you know that you've got to do something, that's when in a lot of cases the problems start. They start internally to start with and then externally they start to poke their head out because you start to speak back. You start to think, well, actually, maybe that person's right or wrong. Maybe I I could actually have these beliefs if I wanted to. Now, how can I be who it is that I was meant to be when everything throughout my life has been coloured by the vision of other people? It was coloured by my parents. And I have to say this, They weren't being mean or nasty or anything like that. They were bringing me up to be the best person they thought I could be. So there was no malice in this. 
This was from my parents and grandparents being very good people, thinking that that's what I needed to hear for me to be a really good adult. So they coloured my vision of what my life should be. And then when I got married really young, I've spoken about this before, I was married at the age of 21 and had three children by the age of 25. So by the time I was 25, I'd already moulded into this wife and mother. I was still, when I look at it now, I was still a child. But I was being coloured, my, my life was being coloured in by the vision of other people. So when I say I needed to rediscover who I was meant to be, and you could be in this very same position right now, it's so extremely hard because we're living through everyone else's eyes, not through our own. And I can't be me because I've become everything everyone else thought I should be. I was being everything that everyone else thought I should be. And we think that by walking collectively, willingly, openly, we give of ourselves. We think that that's what's going to bring us happiness. We think that following the rules, everything will work out and we'll be fine. We think that love will make us whole. But making you whole is not something that someone else should do. Making you whole, which I've come to learn, is my responsibility, not yours. You can't make me whole. That's up to me. The decision for me to be happy or to be fulfilled is my responsibility. It's not yours. It's not my ex-husband. It's not my new husband. It's not my children. It's not my mother, my father, my friends. It's my choice. I get to choose. Because all of those stories that I maybe had been telling myself, once I realized that none of that was true, and actually I had the ability to color my life how I wanted to color it, that's when I was able to start to discover because very hard to rediscover if you haven't first discovered who you were meant to be in the first place, right? So let's just discuss for a moment what rediscover actually means. So the Cambridge Dictionary says to find something again after losing or forgetting about it for a long period of time. Well, losing or forgetting What if we never actually knew what it was that we needed to rediscover to start with? What if you never discovered it in the first place? And that is actually what is causing the pain and the sadness in your life right now. Whatever that pain or sadness might be for you, whether it is an unhappy relationship, whether it is that you've already left and you're feeling at fault, I'm here to tell you this is not your fault. I'm here to tell you 
Just like I said at the start, we are coloured to be who we are. Our, you know, imagine our life. And the reason I'm using the word coloured is because as a little girl, I always got given colouring books with a set of colouring pencils and be told to go and sit down. And I used to love colouring in between the lines. So for me, my life is like a, a colouring book. When I got when I was born, I just got given this outline of who it is I was meant to be and then I could colour those those pictures any way I wanted to. But unfortunately, I would be colouring in something only with the coloured pencil that someone else gave me. Hopefully this is making sense to you. I'm trying to use the analogy that if you can imagine a colouring book and you've got 12 coloured pencils... And that's you rediscovering your life. That's okay. But if you were only given a black and white pencil or a black, white and red pencil and they are the only pencils that you got given, then your picture is only going to be in those colours. But now it's time for you to go, you know what, I'm going to rub all that out and this is going to be the most beautiful colouring in I've ever done. Because you get to do it your way. Because how can it be your fault if you only got given three pencils? If there's a rainbow of pencils out there, don't you want to use each and every one of them? Because the pain and the sadness that you feel is simply what you have been given so far. But the choice is yours. So the fulfillment that you want in your life can continue just to be those three colours that you've had up until this date or you can actually start to add some more to your repertoire. You can start to say, okay, this is the thing, right? You can stop repeating your old habits because many of us, we walk around our lives like we are just simply zombies we have patterns day in day out that we continue to do over and over again and when I used to work in the city the pattern I saw was that people wore dark clothes when someone crossed the crossing everyone was crossing the same way I remember making a point of going, I do not want to be in the middle of that pack crossing that crossing. Like it was an actual thought that I had. And I remember when someone pressed the button and everyone was crossing, you know, at the lights, they were all just doing it together. They looked robotic. They looked like, seriously, all of these people were zombies. There was no life in them. I felt no energy coming from anyone. And It got so bad that I stopped working in the city simply because of that reason. Like I felt so heavy and dark when I would go in there because I felt everyone's, um, well, I felt no life. The truth of the matter was I felt like it was dead. Now, if you work in the city, I'm not having a go at you or if you work in in a big corporate office, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. Because I still went there 
but I made a point of wearing the brightest coloured clothes. I made a point of when everyone was crossing the crossing, I would go the other way. I did not want to become part of the pack. I did not want to do what everyone else did because otherwise what it reminded me of was I was doing what I was told. Be a good girl. Don't talk back. Be seen, not heard. And we're not doing anything that society doesn't tell us to do, but that's what brings our unhappiness. And if the fulfillment is inside of you, it's your choice to either find it or it's your choice to go and rediscover what it was that made you happy in the first place. But you have to stop repeating your old habits. You have to stop doing what makes everyone else happy and you sad. I hear this all the time. People telling me, oh, I have to do this for such and such, or I have to go and do this because someone's asked me. Stop saying yes when all you want to do is say no. Stop saying yes. And this was big for me, massive. Because of how I was brought up and because I got married so young, I always felt that I had to put everyone else before me. I always felt like everyone else's happiness was my job. I would make sure that everyone else was okay. I would make sure that all of my children were looked after, which that's what's mom, that's what mothers and fathers do. So I'm not saying that that's that by any means was a chore, but I'm saying that's how I was molded in being who I was. And when I started to say no, it felt so uncomfortable. Oh my goodness, did it feel uncomfortable? I never said no before, and I felt so much guilt because here we are. This is the thing about humans. We're so good at putting guilt back on ourselves to make us wear it rather than give it, you know, than for someone else to feel it. And I'd say no, and then I'd think, oh, my goodness, now that person's got this issue. But it wasn't mine to start with, right? It wasn't my issue to fix or address to start with. They were just pushing it onto me, and then I would take it on board and have to go and fix it. So not only do you need to stop saying yes when you want to say no, you need to stop the negative self-talk. Oh my goodness, it's it's everywhere. Every person I talk to, they're forever in this perpetual loop of self-negativity. Stop doing all the things that make you unhappy. Stop telling yourself you're not good enough. Stop telling yourself you can't trust yourself. Stop telling yourself you're not smart enough. Just stop it. Because it's all of that that is keeping you where you are. So these are the consequences, right? If you want to change and you want to rediscover who it is that you're actually meant to be, stop all the things that haven't worked so far in your life. Because if you don't, what's going to happen You're going to be the same person you are right now in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And here's the question I want to leave with you to think about right now. I really want you to think about this. I want you to ask yourself, what is that going to cost you? What is that going to cost you? 
And are you ready to pay that price? Because it's up to you. All right, my friends, this has been a little bit of a heavy one, hasn't it? But really think about it. What is it going to cost you? If you don't change, if you continue to stay who you are, and there's nothing wrong with that, but just remember, none of this is your fault. We have been molded to become who we are. You get to pick up your colouring pencils and change your life if you want to. You can make it brighter. You're the person that's responsible, no one else. It's no one else's responsibility to make you happy. It's your responsibility. You get to choose. And that's where the power is. So ask yourself, how much is it going to cost you if you do not do anything about your situation? Okay, well, I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Divorce Angel podcast. Go behind the scenes of my business to learn the secrets no one else will share. Deep dive into the Divorce Angel process and listen to our most popular episodes over at tanyasummerton.com. If you love this episode of the podcast, do me a favor and head over to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review so we can reach more people and change more lives. That's all for now and I'll catch up with you next week.